This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. The Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. The week's most interesting interviews with senators, commentators, and newsmakers. Giving you a replay just in case you missed it. The Guy Benson Show. Back here on the show. Merry Christmas. Glad to have you along. GuyBensonShow.com, our website. Podcast is always free. Joining me now here in studio in D.C., the D.C. Bureau at Fox News, is Brett Bayer, chief political anchor for Fox News, anchor, of course, of Special Report every weeknight at 6 Eastern, host of the hit podcast, Brett Bayer's All-Star Panel, also a best-selling author most recently of To Rescue the Republic. You can follow him on social, as I do, at Brett Bayer. Great to see you, Brett. Thanks for having me. Of course. To Rescue the Republic, by the way, is a wonderful Christmas gift. I'm glad you mentioned that, Brad. <laughs> uh, how can people find that fantastic book for their loved ones at this Yuletide season? Yes, that's right. I think Amazon probably is easiest, but um, brettbear.com, you can go to the link right there, and uh, it is a great thing for history buffs. And so I'm trying to compete with all of these other Fox books. You can, Exactly. You can go and buy like a companion package where you get the serious stuff with Brad on Ulysses S. Grant. And then you can go get All American Christmas from the Duffies. Right. Which, which I'm in. You're in, right? You, yes. have a, you have a story in there, I believe. I do. The Christmas, uh, the bear Christmas tradition. Which I'm going to ask you about actually oh, okay. coming up in a few minutes. Okay. But first, let's talk hardcore politics. It's what you do every single day. Yes. We're here in D.C. I saw you tweeted just a little <laughs> while ago. You had a little, not a run-in, but an encounter with Bernie Sanders. I did. It was hilarious. It was perfectly <laughs> on brand for him. What happened? So I was up there. Uh, we're voting on uh, the Senate radio TV, the next head of uh, of that. and Go one Jared. Of our, Jared Halpern, yeah. And so I went over there, walked over to the Senate gallery, and while I'm walking by the Senate chamber, uh, there is Senator Sanders. And I said, Senator Sanders, good to see you. And he said, Brett, good to see you. Okay. And I said, so what's going on over here today? He's like, exactly. What is going on over here today? <laughs> and I said, so are you frustrated? He said, Brett, I'm always frustrated. <laughs> it's the truest so, thing he's ever said. Yeah, that was a brief encounter. I thought I'd just uh, document it. But uh, listen, from a progressive point of view, progressives are frustrated. They're pulling their hair out in on Capitol Hill because um, this, this is, was their nightmare. This is stalled just like a lot of them predicted it would. And they bought in to voting on the infrastructure bill. Uh, it passed. And that's let's take that as a success for the Biden administration, although they don't really get all of the success from it legislatively because they tied this other bill to it. And then they promise the progressives that we're going to get this through. Well, it's not getting through. And I don't think Joe Manchin is the only cog in the wheel. I think there are other moderate Democrats, both in the House and the Senate, who have real problems in the face of rising inflation. Yeah, there's a lot right there to unpack, because I think it's true on multiple levels. Joe Manchin, and this is the dynamic that I think a lot of people and sort of the activists in the Twitter class miss. Joe Manchin is happy to be, you know, the the lightning rod out front 
strike me every day, call me a right wing whatever. It helps me back home in West Virginia. The polls in West Virginia, he's doing great. Build Back Better is very unpopular in West Virginia. He's like, this all benefits me. In the meantime, he's like given some some cover to other members of his party who don't want any part of this, but they don't want to say it out loud right, right now. And he, because it's a 50-50, he can take the slings and arrows. It kind of works out okay. Right. And yes, of course, Maggie Hassan in New, Jer- in, uh, New Hampshire, Mark Kelly, who's up for election in Arizona, they don't want to vote on something that is not popular in the face of rising inflation. I mean, they can talk about the good things in the bill all day long, but when you put it all in there mm-hmm. and you start to add up how much it costs over 10 years, not two or three, suddenly you're looking at a five or six trillion dollar bill and we just put 1.9 and then $2 trillion in the economy. So part of my analysis yesterday, my opening monologue, because all this was sort of falling apart yesterday for real, yeah. right? And they were starting to almost admit that it was falling apart as opposed to continuing the fiction and trying to make it work behind the scenes. I thought not first of the progressives. I got to them eventually. But I was thinking the House moderates, quote unquote, the vulnerables, mm-hmm. every single one of them except for one voted for this thing in the House. It has tax increases for the middle class. It has tax breaks for millionaires. They are saddled with that vote. And what do they have to show for it? The good stuff isn't going to happen if it doesn't become law. So they marched with Pelosi off the gangplank, voted for this thing. They've got nothing to show for it. I would imagine there's probably some frustration, not just on the Bernie wing, but on the people saying, what on earth do we do this for? Right. Right. Yes, 100%. And, you know, they're aiming the frustration at Manchin. um, But Manchin is saying, listen, I told you time and time again, my number was 1.75. You get under it, you figure out how to get under it. But don't give me the gimmicks. Don't give me the things going to expire next year. He was very transparent. And he said it up front. He gave Schumer a letter, which essentially said, here's the ingredients that I need to make this, you know, stew. And um, they didn't do it. Then you've got the progressives. And I mentioned it just a moment ago, just a little interjection. This was their nightmare. The reason that they held the bipartisan infrastructure bill hostage for, what was it, months? Was because they were worried. And they said this. It's not like we're playing parlor games and we're speculating. They said it over and over again publicly. We worry that if we do the moderate bill that Republicans have bought into, at least dozens of them, they can go take all that credit. And then Manchin and Cinema say, look, we did something. And then they say, no, thank you to all this other spending that we really care about. And leadership had to figure out a way to say, no, no, we're going to make it all happen. So then they lined up and did the voting thing. And then exactly the concern is what's playing out right now. That's why you've got Bernie extra frustrated, <laughs> extra sounds frustrated. like today. He was. He definitely was. And um, Did you Pelosi know- sort of blow this? Because in some ways she got the votes that she needed out of the House – But she's now exposed all of her vulnerable uh, members on these issues, and the progressives are going to be pissed off something awful moving forward. So she got a win as the self-proclaimed master legislator. Mm -hmm. But is this really a win? I don't think so, and I don't think it's going to turn out to be a win. I think who really screwed it up was Chuck Schumer repeatedly saying that they're going to do a vote before Christmas. And then suddenly you're not going to do a vote before Christmas and you're going to do uh, some appointments and ambassadors and judges and you're not going to do voting rights either because you don't have the votes. 
either. Right, so, which is going to make them mad again. Again. So, you know, after the first of the year, could they restart and scale back and get under the the 1.75? Yes, 100% they could. But then on the House side, again, I've talked about this, it's legislative Jenga. You pull out a piece and the thing starts tilting and you lose the progressives and suddenly you can't pass it. Although... Here's the one devil's advocate that I'll play here on that. Let's say Manchin says, here's what I'll do. I'll do the child tax credit and that's it. Or like one or two other things. Build back better as it exists is gone, yeah. but we'll do something. Right. And then Schumer says, oh, gosh, are we going to do nothing? Let, let's try that. So let's say they pass that out of the Senate. Goes over to the House. I could imagine AOC and that whole crew losing their mind, saying this is totally not what we agreed to, but – have we seen the progressives actually stand their ground and tank something? Never. So ultimately, I think that they whine and scream and complain. If they get something that in their mind is woefully inadequate, I think they whine and scream and complain and then vote yes. That's yeah. that's my theory on them until they prove otherwise. I agree. Because their bark is loud. Their bite so far is zero. You just have to sell it. You know, you have to get the votes. And it's always all, always about the votes. So, and there's no guarantee of that in either chamber. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, Manchin is is going to want to show his caucus that he can work on some things. And so, you know, he keeps on saying he wants the child tax credit, and that could be one of them. But in order for him to vote yes, it has to get under that magic number for him. Let's turn inward for a moment, and we can uh, perhaps the audience can indulge us. But I want to bring this to their attention. Here at Fox News, we have closed out 2021 as the most watched cable network, not cable news network, cable network on all of cable for the sixth consecutive year. That is mind-blowing. I know we've just celebrated 25 years at Fox. It's been a privilege for me to officially work here since 2013, although I was an intern for a couple years before that. You've been here longer than I have, Brett. We talked about it during the celebration of the anniversary. As the signature political anchor of this network, we've been through a lot the last couple years. Mm -hmm. It's been a bumpy ride. It continues to be. Last week actually seemed like a year. You know, it it did. (laughs) Now that you mention it, it, well, let's keep going. We can we can move on from that. Uh, but it's been a bumpy ride from time to time, and yet, when the chips are down, our viewers keep coming back and back and back to watch Fox News for their coverage, political and otherwise. It means so much to me, being a small part of it. You're a bigger part of the success. I just wonder what your reflection is, because you never want to take it for granted. Because no. it, it's not automatic. It takes that earning that loyalty every single day. One hundred percent. And we're trying to do that every day. And uh, it is great. The viewers are very loyal. And, uh, you know, I travel the country and if somebody sees me and, you know, says hello and says, I watch you all the time, uh, somebody I'll be with says, wow, do you get tired of of that happening? And I say no, because I'm exactly the same way. If they stop doing that, that's a problem. We don't have a job. Yeah. So they've never stopped doing it. And I've been here almost 25 years. And uh, it, it's really it's been quite a ride. And I think as we get into this next year, it's going to be crucial that people get balanced coverage and they're not seeing it at other places. You can't go to other places for coverage where you come to an end of an hour and say, I get to decide what I think about that. Now, we have opinion shows that obviously do what they do, but we have news shows that 
really provide that ability. And I think it's going to be really, really key in 2022. And it does seem like our competition, in many cases, they spend a lot of their time and energy watching and talking about and covering us. It's amazing. It's really amazing. It's like, do we get, we should get some credit for those ratings. Right. Exactly. The amount of time they spend talking about us. So we should, can we like get a little cut out of that? I know. It seems know. like we could talk to Nielsen about that. Maybe. I never want to be the news. I want to cover the news. Which is what you do every weeknight, 6 p.m. Eastern on special report. Okay. So last topic, far less serious. Mm-hmm. And we teased it earlier with the Duffy's book, All American Christmas. You made a, a cameo, as you mentioned in there. Mm-hmm. Brett Bayer and Bayer family Christmas traditions. I know one of your traditions, and I've never have actually you read this book. I have not yet. Okay, I've, I've read bits and pieces, okay, pieces of, it. of it. I read some of uh, Steve Ducey, for example. Okay. He had a very fun story, mm-hmm. um, and we had actually we're going to have the Duffies on our Christmas special here at the nice. Guy Benson Show talking about this. Nice. One of your traditions that I have never yet witnessed is the special report Christmas party where you rap. Yes, and I know. I've seen it on video, but that could be a deep fake, right? I need to no, see no, no, it no. in person it's one of real. these years. <laughs> I know. Unfortunately, this year we we decided because of the environment. Understood. That maybe the the bar and the well, band. As and long everything. as you didn't have one and didn't tell me, no, like no, no, as long no, as you no. didn't do that. No, you're invited, 100. percent And um, and we'll do it again next year. We will definitely do that. But in your household. In the household. Yeah. What do you guys do? Are there certain things that you've done all the way back to when you were just a little baby Brett? Or do you have some new traditions as a father and as a husband? How do you guys do Christmas? Well, you know, it evolves as your kids get older. And uh, it changes dramatically, actually. And uh, But in the young years... The uh, Santa traditions were unbelievable, and my family traveled uh, growing up, and we went to – my mom was a, uh, a travel agent, so we went to San Juan, Puerto Rico every Christmas. It was a tradition. Oh, wow. And uh, so I was singing, you know, Spanish. Uh, Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad, and I was at a Chichi Rodriguez golf course, <laughs> and my best golf present was Chichi Rodriguez golf clubs when I was like seven or eight years old. So uh, that became a. The golf a has been a long-standing passion. It has. Okay. It has. Um, but I think that uh, the biggest tradition is that you know we spe- we go to church, uh, usually midnight mass, and I was an altar boy for many years. And there's a thing in the that sounds about right in the book where um, where I was an altar boy and I was going down the the front of the church and there's a big procession and they had hoods on which I don't recommend in how it looks but there were hoods on and it was just supposed to be this ceremonial thing and I put the candle too close to the hood and so the smoke got into the hood and said altar boy went down face first and all I remember is waking up and the priest saying are you okay and the entire midnight mass looking just ground to a halt. Yes. Because Brett was face first face on the first. church floor. So, but you recovered, thank goodness. I did. Fun altar bore stories. That's what you have to look forward to. And no, that's just one of the things. Question about gifts. So we have a few minutes left. To me, I've gotten less and less excited about receiving gifts as I've gotten older. I like giving them. I like experiences. I like being with family and that sort of thing. But an actual, you know, like opening presents and stuff, it's not something that gets me giddy, of course, like, you know, it used to when I was a kid. Although I have to say, I just heard about a Christmas gift. It's the most excited I've been about in years. My father-in-law is a Kansas grad. And he said, we've got friends. They're big donors. They've got tickets. 
I want to bring you guys for a weekend to come see KU basketball at Allen Fieldhouse. I am so stoked on this. That's great. I found this out hours ago, and I've been like planning it ever since. What is the most excited you have ever been for a Christmas gift? That's a great, great question. I am most excited this year because we've decided to not do things, but to do experiences. To your point. Love it. So each of us is going to come up with an experience in my family that we're all going to do together as a family. I love that. And obviously, I would ask you what they are, but no spoilers. No spoilers. We'll have to have you back after Christmas. They might be listening Christmas. in. I know they listen in. Yes, Amy, every day. <laughs> she loves the podcast. Yes, many people are to. saying. Many she, people are that's saying. What, that's yes. what people say. <laughs> Brett Bayer, chief political anchor at Fox News, anchor of Special Report. See him at 6 p.m. on Fox News Channel. Pick up to rescue the Republic mm-hmm. for the uh, history buff and Fox News fan in your life. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Brett Bayer. Merry Christmas, Brett. Great to see you. You too. We'll be right back. That was this week's edition of the Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.